Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily, everybody. We will continue this Wednesday with more corporate updates and kicking off those updates with Collective Mining and CEO Ari Sussman. Collective Mining Trades on the TSX with CNL and on the OTCQX with CNLMF. Ari, it's been a little bit. I think the last time we chatted was a Precious Metal Summit, so good to see you. You too. And uh, we've had some interesting movements or interesting events taking place globally since, since the Precious Metal Summit. Uh, <laughs> yes, a little bit of a, yes, little bit of a bizarre world, right? <laughs> yes, uh, the world uh, continued. Well, we kind of knew the world was in shambles, you know, a month ago, but it, it can be more in shambles now. Uh, but what's not in shambles, I guess you could say, is the exploration uh, movement at the Guayabalas Project in Colombia. Uh, listen, I, I think I want to hit on the main topic. Last week when I was abroad in London, the news hit that uh, there's the first drill results out of uh, Plutus the Plutus target. And you and I had had conversations, you know, for the greater part of the last year, Ari, about, you know, really collective being able to discover or replicate Apollo. And so we've got the first drill results out of Plutus. Uh, Very, you know, very promising drill results, still early days for the target. Uh, But give us a sense. I mean, give us first talk about the drill results. Second, give us a sense of how these drill results stack up in comparison to what you first saw at Apollo? Okay, so let's start with the Plutus target area. So this is by far the largest coherent soil anomaly that we have on the project. Our our soil anomaly is measured in in copper in Mali. So it's a greater than 300 parts per million copper and 20 parts per million soil anomaly, and it's big. Okay, the area itself, the target, is challenging. It is clearly a porphyry center, but it's challenging insofar as there's almost no outcrop. Okay, so we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're working with hand auger samples of soils predominantly in much of the area. A lot of it which sits uh, within a magnetic high. Okay, and that's the setting for this, but it's a big, big coherent soil anomaly. Now, we wanted to get moving on this because we're so excited obviously about it and so we decided to, well we started in the north what we call the plutus northern corridor and on the western side why did we start there versus the, the the giant hulking soil in the center and so well because this is the one place where we actually have a bit of outcrop and and it's and where the outcrop is is situated is coincidental with the transition zone from a magnetic low to a magnetic high that is an important feature because Apollo sits at that transition zone uh, from magnetic low to magnetic high. And this is part of the same circular feature where you're transitioning just on the east side versus the west. So we went, look, not very complicated, Trevor, what we did. We went to go drill under outcrop. Okay. And sure enough, um, the first hole was nothing great. You know, as you saw, we did hit porphyry rock. It was mineralized, but not with very much grade. But the the second hole went right under an outcrop where we had breccia. And lo and behold, we cut about 136 meters at 1.31 grams per ton equivalent. To answer your question, how does this compare to Apollo? It's different, okay? It is a breccia host, just like Apollo. However, that is where the similarities end. This breccia we interpret to be sitting on the edge of a large porphyry system, not within Mm. it per se. Secondly, it formed later in the cycle of how porphyries form. So it has no copper. 
Okay, so th this came up later, and it's been impregnated by the late stage copper high-grade copper gold uh, CBM veins, as we call them, and that's what's driving the grade. So it it, it is different uh, in that regard, but we do interpret it to be on the edge of of a large, a big large system. This is very common in porphyries. You find you find these kinds of breaches sitting on the outside and generally above. Uh, NGX talked about it you know, fairly recently with, with, with their new discovery being outside on the edge, and we think we're in the similar position. Um, what we have decided to do at Plutus next is airborne geophysics. So VTEM, ZTEM survey, um, it's mm -hmm. just too big of an area to just go poke holes around because we're, we're, we're shooting, you know, we're shooting bullets in the dark, so to speak, otherwise. And so we're going to do this, this survey uh, start in January. It won't take very long. It's not a, you know, in terms of a helicopter supported area, it's not very big to fly. It may take a couple of weeks and we'll get results and then we'll be back um, drilling at Plutus. But the real goal is to go into the center of the system where the, where we think the porphyry is situated. And hopefully the survey will, will help light up where, where we should drill. Okay. So these first two drill holes, I mean, for the time being, that's it out of Plutus, but you that did make it. a discovery. Okay. We have a new discovery there. It is, it is important. Yeah. Okay. And we love it. We just think that we're going to find a lot more and we're looking for a really big copper system, to be honest, you know, as well. So, mm -hmm. um, and, and that's where the tonnage is going to lie. You know, Plutus, the Plutus, uh, Brecher that we discovered in the Northwest side, the tonnage potential of it, we don't think is going to be the same as Apollo or anywhere near it. Um, it's exciting. I mean, the area has, you know, 300 meters by 400 meters by about 300 meters in terms of area. It's covered in dimensions with mineralization, but we think it's on the edge of something much bigger and let's go for the bigger. Um, that's what we're in the business of doing. And so let's do those airborne surveys to help, uh, yeah. to help zero in on where we should be poking holes. Were you and the team a bit surprised that the copper grades were quite less than what you had seen at Apollo in this? No, not at all, because the geology indicated that at surface at this area. If you actually look at if you look at our presentation at the copper moly soil and only this is sitting on the in the edge of it outside of it, right? So it's not okay. even within it. Um, yeah. But but it had it had you know the outcrop that was mineralized was you know roughly a gram per ton gold you know in breccia. So so we went and drilled under it and, and look what we found. Uh, yeah. Pretty nice looking stuff. All right. Well, it seems like you're you're on the right path to starting to develop and drill more at Plutus. And so obviously like you you and I you know me that I'm really excited about Plutus. I want this to work out obviously as a shareholder of the company. Uh but the work obviously just since the drilling for the time being has stopped at Plutus and you'll do these uh this geophysical work. That doesn't mean other work is is ceasing you've got a lot to do uh that phase two drilling program that you mentioned in the same similar news same news release continues you continue to expand apollo and you're going to drill test marmato here i don't know if you and i have chatted much about marmato extension give us a sense of what's happening we have so marmato extension or as we call it me um has we have already completed three holes okay and we are now just about completed constructing a new pad. The rig's on its way over, and we will be drilling hole number four imminently. Okay, what did three? What did the three holes see visually? That's all we have at this point, obviously, Trevor. Uh, hole one was drilled at a shallow angle once again to test a similarish looking outcrop to what we saw at Plutus. Okay, okay. so gold-bearing breccia. 
we drilled it shallow and the hole paralleled the slope of a hill and we sat and weathered material for too long. My guess is because of the weathering, it's leached the, you know, much or some of the metal out, but it was very interesting. So then we said, okay, let's drill a second hole on the same line, but steepen it a little bit and see if, if we get out of the weathering and what happens. And sure enough, we got out of the weathering and we saw the sulfide levels you know, in the logging about double. Okay. So mm. quite encouraging. So then we drilled a third hole on the same line, even steeper to see what happens there. And we see again, some increase in the sulfide level. So we've discovered a mineralized breccia of some sort, what the grade is will be up to the assay lab. But again, just like at Plutus, we've interpreted it to be at the edge of a, of a porphyry system but we think this porphyry system is more like Marmado, okay? So, you know, meaning it, it, if it's there at depth, it's reduced, okay? So reduced mm -hmm. means it's going to be a gold-rich porphyry, not a copper-gold-rich uh, porphyry. Very close to Marmado, by the way. I mean, we're only talking, you know, it's close to the edge of, the con of their concession or our concession licenses where they bought. Um, then maybe we're a kilometer and a half, you know, or a mile away, depending on what, what, what you use for conversion. Um, so it's pretty close. We like it. It has all the earmarks of another Marmado. Um, the, the small Guayabalas mine, which is part of our option agreement to 100%, is in the ME target. It's producing on small scale from veins that look eerily similar to the upper Marmado mine, which is in production for RS Mining. And, uh, you know, let's go down deep. That's going to be the next hole to see what happens below. So that is going on. The, the last thing I will add for exploration, Trevor, which is which is maybe has me the most excited, is we're taking the Plutus rig and moving it to Trap. Trap is in mm. the north, northeast part of the concession license. You know, we drilled three very widely spaced reconnaissance holes there in 2022, so last year. And the discovery hole... Um, cut 102 meters at about one and a half grams per ton gold equivalent. Why are we going back there? Okay, what, what, what is the logic? Well, when we drilled that hole, it was roughly the same time we made the discovery at Apollo. Uh, at that point, our cash position wasn't strong like it is now. And we said, okay, we can't be everywhere at once. Uh, let's do Apollo. It was easier logistically, etc. And we focused on Apollo and and that's how the companies come forward to today. However, when I was last at site, I was with my technical team and I said, you know, let me see the, the assay sheet for that discovery hole at Trap. Because to be honest, I just forgot what we hit. So keep in mind that we didn't have the, we were neophytes in our understanding of the geology at that point at both Apollo and Trap. And when I looked at it, I, I nearly fell off my chair and said, I said to my team, guys, we need to put this assay sheet up on the big screen and everyone's got to see this because the mineral assemblage looks eerily similar to Apollo, meaning we have porphyry mineralization. So copper in there with this weird association to silver where the grade of copper and silver correlate with each other. And we had overprinting uh, late stage uh, gold silver veins. We know that because of the grade, and we know that from the lead zinc signature of those veins. So we have the same we have the same mixture as Apollo. Difference being is Apollo is hosted in a in a in a hydrothermal breccia, whereas this mineralization was in porphyry quartz diorite. Last piece I will tell you about trap and and why I'm really keen to get there is, 
you know, to be uh, lack of a better description, we were a bit of boneheads when we drilled the hole that made the discovery because we put the pad on the top of a ridge, you know, of a slope. Mm. We drilled a shallow angle, about 45 degree angled hole, which paralleled the slope. Okay, so mm. the first 150 meters of that intercept was in weathered garbage. Okay, so, uh, you know, because we were not deep, we were just paralleling a right. slope the entire way. That was stupid in hindsight. And so, but but you see clues in that weathering that below that, there may be mineralization as well. So that intersection of that hole started at around 220 meters and went to, you know, 320-ish meters down hole. And by the way, that hole bottomed in mineralization. Um, and I, I suspect if we come back, which we're going to do in a, the reverse direction, so we are drilling at a deeper point under that slope. So, we're, you know, I think we're going we're, we're gonna to see something interesting. I really like this. The other key point on it is that hole cut 330 meters of the same type of porphyry. So a, a quartz diorite. Okay, so when you're thinking of porphyry, porphyries, the problem with them tends to always be they're chopped up with different intrusions. 330 meters of the same rock is a very positive sign. So there's a big coherent unit there. There's mineralization and, and the style is similar to Apollo. Pretty excited. We'll start drilling there, you know, by latest second week of November. We're hoping the first week of November. Okay, very good. Uh, with those three drill holes that are, uh, I think you mentioned they were done at uh, the Maramato extension. When yes. do you expect to get those results out to the market? 20 to 30 days from now, somewhere in that okay. range. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, I think you and I are slated to talk again in, in Europe next month. So uh, if you're planning on showing up, so we'll, maybe we'll have news about that uh, that time. Uh, Ari, the last thing we need to talk about, listen, uh, you can have the best grade and best deposit in the world, but it's no good unless your recoveries are good. And you're, you have uh, put out metallurgical test work at from the Apollo uh, target. Uh, really good, uh, really good cyanidation recovery rates from from bottle roll cyanidation tests. Average thirty ninety three and a half percent recovery rate for gold. Uh, you know, just kind of walks around here at this early stage met test. So I think the simple thing to say is we don't have any problems. We're in great shape. You know, mm -hmm. when you discover a polymetallic system with more than one pulse of fluids from different sources being generated you always raise a red flag first, you know, on metallurgy and get concerned until proven otherwise. We're really lucky here. That, that, let me say that. Now, let me add this, Trevor, to the mix. So that was test work on the gold, okay? So we were, right. we were looking side bottle roll testing. Of the eight composites that we sent in, four of them are not suitable for cyanidation. We're going to have what they call a split circuit, of some sort here okay so one side of the circuit is going to be a, a separate pathway for it to make a flotation concentrate that's going to be for anything that has the copper in it okay copper over somewhere between 0.1 to 0.15 percent copper in, in the head grade is going to go to flotation anything less than that is going to go to the cyanidation circuit if you take the four samples in the of the eight that that had copper at less than 0.15 percent the recovery rates were close to 97%. Okay, so exceedingly remarkable. I guess I will say this, that's really the late stage vein material. Maybe we shouldn't be that surprised, even though I'm excited by it, because Marmado's upper mine, their, their current small scale operation, has high 90% recovery rates from veins that look almost identical. They're pretty much the same. So, um, you know, the gold circuit should have very high gold recoveries here. 
And I'm betting we're going to be we're going to get good news on the flotation already from the preliminary work that I've seen. I suspect we'll ultimately end up, you know, with with recovery rates for copper somewhere in the 85, maybe 90 percent range and and something similar for silver. So very exciting project in that regard. And, you know, we we don't have any problems. It's going to be conventional circuits Mm -hmm. to, to recover metal from the system. Yeah, that was my follow-up question really is what type of test work do you need to do metallurgically for the copper recoveries? So we're doing it now, Trevor. We're in the middle of float work. So, we, you know, we, we've already made rougher concentrate. we we got to go to cleaner cons. That's the next step. As we said in the press release, Q1, we'll have a, you know, it'll be a, a PEA level metallurgical work will be complete. That'll be the phase yeah. one. Okay, very good. Uh, a lot happening at Guayabalas. There was a lot to cover because it's, it's been a few weeks here, Ari, but there's some really important updates uh, from the project, including MET test work. It sounds like there'll be more news in the next month or so, so I look forward to catching up with you in the coming weeks. Uh, be safe, and I hope everybody there on the ground in Columbia uh, has a wonderful fall. Thank you so much. Thank you, Trevor. Always good to talk, and look forward to seeing you next month. All right. All right, everybody, that's your update from Collective Mining. Again, trading on the venture, excuse me, on the TSX with CNL and on the OTCQX with CNLMF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.